Hello, and welcome to the North Borough's Beat, the podcast that features the people, businesses, and events of Pittsburgh's North Boroughs. Our last episode spotlighted proud 2023 graduate of Northgate High School, Peyton Celesti. His interview about his time at Northgate has been one of the most popular North Boroughs Beat episodes ever. So, with that in mind, Peyton has interviewed Chris Lucas, Northgate High School football coach, to give us a preview of the season for this up-and-coming team. It sounds like they're the ones to watch. So now I will turn it over to Peyton. Hello, fans of the North Boroughs, and welcome to this special sports segment previewing the 2023 Northgate Flames varsity football season here on the North Boroughs Beat. I'm your host and voice of the Flames, Peyton Celeste, here with Northgate's second-year head football coach, Chris Lucas. Coach, how you doing today? Doing great, Peyton. Doing great. Always great talking to you. Oh, thanks. Well, we're 11 days from opening kickoff against Fort Cherry at Alumni Stadium. So my first question to you, as compared to this time last year, what do you feel is different in terms of how the direction of this 2023 team and the program in general, what what do you think is different this year? Uh, I think there's a lot different. I mean, it, coming in last year, we had a very young group, a lot of freshmen and sophomores that were playing for us. Um, some of the biggest changes, number one, probably be strength. Uh, the strength program, the kids really committed in the offseason. I mean, we had 25 to 30 kids in the weight room every day since December. Um, Coach Fratt runs a great strength program. I and mean, just from the testing uh, in there, the, the strength gains are huge uh, amongst the whole team and speed gains. Um, and I'll probably say the other one is experience. A lot of those kids had never either played football before or it was their first year of high school football. Um, so I think the experience factor is going to be big for us too. So speaking of the offense, or excuse me, of the off season, well, I'm getting to the offense, there were a, a few changes made, um, one of those being that you are now running the offense. I believe that's correct. Mm-hmm. What went into that decision, and and what challenges present you now that you're calling plays and managing the game simultaneously? Um, with the decision, I've called offense almost my entire career, except for last year and the one year I did the defense for Coach Fulmore. Um, so it was taking over the program last year. There's a lot that I had to, to to take care of to kind of get this program going in the right direction, which is why I had somebody calling the O, calling the D, but. Uh, to me, that's always been a passion of mine, calling the offense. And um, in my mind, I had had kind of made that decision. Uh, and coaches knew that I would probably uh, take over the offense after after that season. Um, so challenges are, you know, it, it's it's difficult to uh, pay attention to everything. So when you're when you're calling plays, you just got to be get better at making sure I'm managing the game at the same time of calling the offense. So um, that would probably be the biggest challenge. Yeah, well, you can't doubt your experience. You've been an offensive coordinator for most of your career. And then you stepped in as the defensive coordinator here about, was that two years, two, years two or ago, three years yeah. ago? And uh, we had a pretty good season that year right. uh, on defense. Uh, so tell our listeners, without giving too much away to our opponents here, what we're going to expect from your offense this year. Uh, we've we've talked about all off seasons. We have to establish the run. We have to control the control the clock and establish the run. Um, any good football team, uh, especially at the high school level, I mean, you'll have your rare teams that are, that are 
more focused passing offense, but for the most part, when it gets into the, the November and December, uh, teams need to be able to run the ball, and that's what we're going to focus on. Uh, we have we have two very good quarterbacks that can run the ball. Uh, we also have a couple of running backs uh, that can that can run the ball. So we have a lot of kids that that we can kind of spread the spread the carries around to for it. So you know, with a, I'm assuming there's a, a lot of different changes to the playbook. How the quarterbacks, your two quarterbacks, Santi and Austin, I'm, I'm assuming they'll be sharing uh, a lot of the duties this year like last year. Uh, how's the adjustment been for them uh, learning a new playbook and, and system? I think they've done great. Uh, one, they're both very smart kids. So they, they pick things up football-wise pretty well. Um, and honestly, when I run an offense, I keep it as dumbed down as possible. I, tell, I always joke with them and say I make a – an offense dummy proof because I'm not that bright so um, everything is very simple that we do and and looking back a lot of what coach Parsons did a lot of the same schemes are in place maybe some different verbiage or terminology um, but a lot of things same things that coach Parsons did last year are still still in place in our offense now switching to the dif- defensive side of the ball tell us who your coaching staff is and what schematic uh, changes have been made to this year with this year's personnel. Yeah, Coach Lou, um, he is he became our special teams coordinator over uh, the off season. Um, a lot of with with his work schedule, it was difficult um, schedule wise because there's there's a lot that goes into it. He did a great job last year with it, especially with a young group. Um, but I'm excited to have him running the special teams because we always talk about special teams being a third of the game, and I don't think a lot of people. Put that much stock in where Coach Lou, he's he he has his X's and O's and his practices for special teams are always up tempo, um, so he's taking over the special teams and then Fran Ramsden uh, is coming in and running the defense for me. Um, he was he actually started his coaching career with us at North Catholic, um, and then he moved around. He was with Alder Dice when Coach Sheepik was there. Uh, most recently, he was the head coach at Riverside. Um, so he came down here from there. So I have another head coach on my staff, which is is always always good. More experience, the better. So the schedule. Looking at the schedule this year, it's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Inverted, uh, home and away games are inverted. How do your players and the rest of your coaching staff feel about you know having the same schedule? Do they feel that there's more of an edge considering you saw all of the same opponents last season? I don't know if there's an edge because they've seen us last season too. Um, our conference is brutal. I mean, our conference is probably one of the if probably is the best in single way. Three of the final four teams were there. Um, so there's really not many off weeks, if any, um, that, that you can kind of go into. So, yeah, there's some familiarity. There's some, you know, coaching changes, things like that can take place as far as coordinators. So, um, but we know we have we have a task at hand with our schedule. And we open up with Fort Cherry, and I think they're going to be one of the top maybe four teams in the Whippeal this year. So talking about Fort Cherry, so – that's in 11 days. Uh, last year, uh, it was a rough one against them in the opening game. Um, and you're going to be facing arguably one of the best quarterbacks in uh, all the Whippeal. Uh, what is your going to be your approach for that opening game against Fort Cherry? I mean, our approach is going to be the same as any game. We're going we're gonna to approach it to win the game. And all of our preparation leading up to that are going to work towards that goal. Um, you know, we, we've looked at film over the summer from last year for them and, and put some things together, but uh, really we'll get that film for the scrimmage and then, then start attacking our game plan. But, you know, 
not only Fort Cherry, there's quite a few games that, that we were blown out last year, and that has a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths on this team. And, uh, you know, that's why, that's why they've been working so hard to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And, you know, you're talking about how tough this section is. I mean, Union, they finished like third or fourth in the section, mm-hmm. and they, they won the whole Whitfield. They were mm-hmm. the 10th seed. Um, so what is the key for your team to be able to compete this year with those big dogs in the section? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes into what we were preparing, and the strength. I think the strength and the speed is, is going to put us there. Um, they have experience. Uh, whether it's the exact same offense or defense, they have experience playing for us. Um, and they have more game experience now going in where there was very little game experience. for I'd probably say half the roster last year is at the high school level. So um, I, I think that's what that's what our focus has been. Uh, we'll take it one one game at a time. You know, Fort Cherry's a very good team, uh, but they're just one game on our schedule that we're that we're gonna work towards. So before we wrap things up here, uh, tell our listeners about some players that Northgate fans should and our listeners, whoever's going to the games should expect to see impress most on the field this season and who's been putting in a lot of work, you know, on the field and in the weight room this I mean, off season. So many, so many of these kids. Uh, I talked about Santion and, and Austin. I mean, those two, they're there every day. Um, they're there working, competing, and they're both going to play, um, but they still have that competitive spirit in them, and, and they're helping each other out and, and, you know, working with each other. And um, But I see big years from both of those kids. Um in the offense and defense, quite frankly. Uh, Darius Fields uh, from December has been one of the mainstays in the weight room. I mean, he has really transformed himself uh, over the last year and building that confidence. So um, at, at DB and running back, you're going to see a lot from him. Uh, up on uh, on the line, you know, you have Caleb Billings and, and Jake Linoski and Angelo Valeriano uh, still working through that other guard, uh, Nick Balzer. Um, up front, all those guys have game experience. Almost everybody I listed has game experience from last year. Um, Donovan Boone is going to be another running back for us, um, and you know they're different style runners, um, but they're they're going to be a nice one-two punch uh, as well. So, and, and all those guys are going to be playing defense for us as well. Um, Aiden Gross is is our fullback and, and middle linebacker, who's a who's a great leader on this team. Um, so. Yeah, I'm excited because we have a lot more experience than we did last year, and all of these kids that I named were playing last year. Well, that's great, Coach. Thank you so much for taking time with me, uh, and we'll see you on the field. Let's go Flames. That's good. Thanks, Peyton. So that was the head coach of the Northgate Flames, Chris Lucas, with his thoughts on the upcoming 2023 high school football season for his squad and now it's time for my outlook on the upcoming season for the flames and i think the biggest key for them to take the next step this year is if they're gonna win at the line of scrimmage because last year when they lost games it was because their offensive and defensive lines got blown up um they struggled to protect the quarterback they struggled to get the run game going, and they struggled stopping the run because a lot of these teams in their section, that's what they do. They run the ball. But what Coach Lucas was saying was very encouraging that his guys did commit to the weight room this offseason. And the big question is, will the strength that these guys are acquiring up front and the experience that they're getting in practice, 
the experience they're carrying over from last year into this year, is that going to lead to success up front? And that goes for everything on this Northgate team because a lot of these guys are going into their second year of varsity action where last year was their first year of varsity action. So the biggest key is, will the strength, the speed, and now the experience that this team has acquired, will that lead to success? I think another big question mark for Northgate this year is the wide receiving group because Lewis Clark was their entire offense in the passing game. He's gone now. Um, So you're going to have to have guys that didn't get a lot of targets last year step up. Now, Anthony Barron did get some targets. He was probably the second guy behind Lewis Clark. He'll get... So he'll get a share of targets, hopefully. Um, so he has some experience. But then there's also guys like Anthony Hopkins and Will Smith who are also going to get playing time. So it's going to be interesting to see who Santion Lane and Austin Mitchell are going to be able to throw the ball to. But I think when we talk about the two quarterbacks on this team, you know, Austin and Santi, they're going to be definitely running a running style offense. And I'm not saying that because they lost Lewis Clark. I'm saying that because that's what Coach Lucas is going to want to do. And when you have the athleticism of a guy like Austin Mitchell, who even with an offensive line that struggled, managed to basically lead the team in rushing yards, I believe, and is one of the most athletic guys I've seen on a football field, When you have him, and then you have a guy like Darius Fields, who's going to be their starting running back, uh, he looks a lot stronger, a lot faster this year than he did in his sophomore year. When you have those two guys, you're going to want to run the ball. And Austin can throw, believe me, don't get me wrong. Santion can definitely throw. Now, Santion isn't as fast as Austin, but Santion can definitely be a physical runner with his frames. So it'll be interesting to see how much they run the ball compared to how much they ran it last year. Um, and of course, a, the one of the most interesting things about the Northgate offense is that Austin and Santian are both going to share the quarterback quarterbacking duties 50-50. Um, you don't see that a lot in pretty much all levels of football. Um, you usually just have one guy, and then there's a backup. Um, and sometimes they say, you know, having two quarterbacks is like having none. But Coach Lucky believes that those two guys bring different things to the table that can help them win. So Devil's Devil's advocate of that is, well, not have one quarterback when you can have two really good quarterbacks. Um, so I'm going to pause on my outlook right there because I will be previewing and giving more of my opinion on my article that will be coming out soon, probably next Friday, which will be the same day as the home opener for Northgate against Fort Cherry. That article will be at thecitizen.us. So if you want to hear more or read more about this upcoming Northgate football season, check that out. Thanks so much for listening to the North Burroughs Beat. I'm Peyton Celeste.
Thank you, Peyton and Coach Lucas, for your preview of this year's Northgate Flames. Hey, Avonworth, if someone out there would like to do a preview of this year's Lopes football team, I would love to have you on the podcast. Please send me an email at northboroughsbeat at gmail.com. I will also list this email address in the show notes. So until next time, have a great day in the North Boroughs.